Talks podcast. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. And for my fellow Canadians, happy Thanksgiving. So this past weekend was Canadian Thanksgiving. And for me, I like to take the holiday as a chance to really reflect on the things that I've been privileged to have in my life and the things that I'm grateful for. And this year in particular, the one thing that really stuck stuck out to me was the fact that I am very privileged to have an amazing village, tribe, support system of great people around me. And I know that usually when people talk about privilege, it's things like money, access to resources and things like that. But being blessed to have dozens of people who genuinely love care about you and want you to succeed and are also willing to help you in whatever way they can is not something to be taken lightly at all and for me I haven't I haven't had a moment in my life where I didn't have these things and because of that it kind of led me to believe that this was normal that everybody had extended family and all these people around them at all times. But with maturity and growing up and being exposed to people who don't necessarily share the same life story or values as you has really allowed me to see that this is not something that's normal or commonplace and that it's truly special. And Outside of having dinner this week, I also spent time with two of my high school friends and we hadn't all been in the same room together, I'd say, since probably 2010. So it was really amazing. One of them is a new father and he has the most adorable son ever. And it was just nice to have the opportunity to hang out with people who you haven't in years and for things to be exactly like they were nine years ago and that's just a testament to the type of people they are and it's just it's just warm you know I don't know fall you guys know I how I feel about cold weather but fall brings about this warmth in me and like in the people that I surround myself with I think it's because of all of the holidays and all of the cinnamon (laughs) in the air but (laughs) it really makes me feel happy and grateful and another thing I'm really grateful for is all of you guys who have already started purchasing copies of my book like I don't know I'm at a loss for words and I am so grateful to you guys and I promise you won't be disappointed. It's an amazing body of work, if I do say so myself, because reading it back, I'm like, wow, this is something that I wrote, and it's it's good. I'm like, I don't know how else to put it. I didn't even come to that conclusion until probably last week that it's actually good. It's just something I did, but then stepping back and looking over it as a third-party consumer, I'm like, I would buy this book and I would enjoy it. So I truly hope that you guys do enjoy it. And I thank you all so much for actually purchasing. And those of you who haven't but are interested, please feel free to click the link in my show notes and get yourself a copy and change your life. (laughs) And outside of that, I hope you guys had a chance to 
meditate on the words to live by for this past week, which were, I will not give ultimatums because I am too worthy to only be chosen as the alternative to a wall. And I feel that this is extremely self-explanatory and pretty much you don't want to be in a place you forced yourself into or you don't want people around you to be in places that they've been forced into. Um, For me, ultimatums, I don't give them because I think they're not fair and because I don't think they're fair when I'm put in a place where I'm given an ultimatum. More often than not, my petty bone takes over and I pick the wall. (laughs) Like, I just feel that we need to look outside of ourselves and outside of the feelings that we have, whether they're justified or not, and allow people the right to make the decisions that they feel are best for them, whether it's right or whether it's wrong. Sometimes when we want something so badly, And we see in our minds that that decision would also benefit the person involved. Due to lack of patience, lack of confidence, and lack of trust, we try to impose it on people by giving them ultimatums. But at the end of the day, if somebody decides to succumb to your emotional blackmail and go with your ultimatum, eventually they're is most likely to be issues of resentment because that person will feel that you didn't respect them enough to let them make the decision in their time and that you pretty much took advantage of them by forcing them into doing what you wanted them to do. And ultimately, things will most likely blow up because nobody likes to feel pressured or taken advantage of, and that's essentially what it is. So... What I want to say to you guys is that the people who are meant to be in your life, you're not going to have to beg them. You're not going to have to ask them. You're not going to have to convince them constantly that you're worthy of the things that you feel you deserve because if they agreed with you, they would do it. And if they do agree, but they're not ready to do it, maybe it's time for you to have some patience and understand that not everybody operates on your clock and that it's important to allow people to get to where they want to at their own time because then it will be genuine and organic instead of it being a hostage situation. (laughs) So I really hope that helped you guys last week. And with that, I'm just going to get right into our talk for this week, which is about winning. And this topic came to me because of a quote that I heard a very long time ago from my pastor, actually. And Lately, it's just been popping back into my head. So the quote is, if you're at the top of your class, you're in the wrong class. Once more, if you're at the top of your class, you're in the wrong class. And for once, with many of the quotes that I have been posting, this is one that I actually agree with, not half, but like wholeheartedly agree with. And for anybody who will say that, well, what if the class you're in is the the highest class then maybe it's time for you to become a professor (laughs) because to sit in a class or sit in a situation that you're mentally above and not take that privilege that you have and help others is you downgrading yourself and working at less than your full potential and even if you do become a 
professor per se and help other people. There are other professors and people operating at that high level as well who you can gain from, which means that you're not necessarily at the top of your class anymore. It's just a whole new realm where there are many challenges and things that you can face and go through. So in talking about all of this and coming up with it, I coined a new term and that term is local champion complex. And for most of this episode, I'm going to be saying LCC because the way my tongue is set up, I'm probably going to fumble on the words every other time. So the local champion complex is when winning or leading in your micro community leads you to lose momentum of increased potential for greatness. And what this pretty much is, is that we sometimes attain a level of greatness or a level of success. And our micro community is the people who are closest to us. So this could be your micro community, could be your, your family, it could be your friends group, it could be your, your coworker or your company. So when you reach a certain level of success in this community, which makes you a local champion because these are small micro communities, this complex makes it so that that achievement that you've made on a on a big scale in a small in a small community makes you lose momentum of your potential for increased greatness which would no longer make you a local champion but potentially a global champion and i know most of us have experienced people who who act like this there are people who even just live off the coattails of one accomplishment that they made 10 years ago who are so enamored by that and the fact that everybody was hyping them or that in their small group they were doing the best and this fogged their ability to realize that they had so much more potential outside of the small group that they're in but because of the fact that they're they were the highest or doing the best in the small group that they were in they became complacent and satisfied with that and what i find is that many people self-sabotage because they get cocky when they become the leader at level one not knowing that their potential was level 10 and this is what makes you a local champion <laughs> because you feel like you've arrived when in fact you're only at your layover and the whole concept of arrival means that you are at your destination and there's nowhere else to go whereas being at a layover means this is where I'm gonna rest and re-up for now with the intentions that I still have a further journey to go but when people think that they've arrived when they're actually at a layover you'll see that they often forget and disassociate themselves from the people who helped and supported them in attaining those goals because when you feel like you've arrived when you feel like I've made it to the level of success that I'm going to that brings about this mentality of kind of cockiness that makes you feel that I'm here. So what do I really need you guys for? I'm popping. I bought my house. I bought, I bought my watch. I bought my car. I'm, I'm the CEO of a company. I don't need your help because I'm where I need to be. But why this is self-sabotage is because even when you do arrive, 
I believe that everything in life is a layover. So yes, you could be the top of your current company, but who's to say that you do not need to leave this company and go to another company, which is saying that you're at the top of your class. So it's time for you to change classes because sitting around and being complacent or getting comfortable in being at the top and having a local champion complex makes it so that you kind of, you kind of chill and you rest. And the issue with chilling and resting is that you end up being like Blackberry, which I've talked about many times. And that's, that's the whole issue that you feel like you've arrived. So there's no need to continue to push yourself and grow. And yes, you've accomplished something great. I'll never dismiss the fact that a local champion is still a champion, but in thinking that you've won, you start to celebrate, you start to reminisce, you start to shine your ring. And while you're doing that, somebody is still in the court, like somebody is coming for your neck. And if you don't continue to grow and transcend, you're going to end up being blindsided with the fact that people are still moving and that, and that when you got comfortable at level one, some people were coming for that and they've now surpassed you, which is not necessarily an issue because as I said, competition is a part of life. But when you in getting to level one, begin to block yourself or think that that's where you need to be when your potential is level 10, that becomes a really major issue. So I understand that winning is very subjective, but what I found with winning and with most things in life is that humility is what ensures your long-term sustainability. So when you want to keep winning, it's important to surround yourself with people who are, are at different levels than you or who are operating in different um, categories or fields than you are just to give yourself a good perspective of what's happening. Because when you become the local champion and you feel that in, in your circle, you're doing the best, it makes it very difficult for you to have the push to enter into further levels of your best because you're kind of the highest amongst whatever micro community that you're in. So acknowledging LCC helps you to see your standing and prevents you from becoming comfortable and complacent. And with discussing with people and just doing some of my own personal observational research, I found that there are some places where um, LCC can really show up in your life. And I just wanted to touch on, I believe, three of those places just to give you guys something to think about and consider and an opportunity to kind of self-check and see where you are and how you're operating. So the first is if you're the only one in your group accomplishing great things, it's time to find new friends. And (laughs) this might sound harsh, but it's not. It's time for you to find new friends to add to your circle. The first time I ever heard this was from a teacher of mine or a professor of mine. She actually sat me down and told me that I need to, I need to have a better, more well-rounded circle of people around me. I need to have people who are on the same, like, I guess this is academic only, academic level as me in terms of like 
intelligence in our field of study. I need to have people who are maybe not doing as well as me so that I can help them. But then I also need to have people who are doing much better than me so that I can have people to look up to. And all of this is an idealistic principle of how you should operate. But there are people, and I need to just put this out there, who can be at the top of their class but not have LCC because of the fact that they are able to internally push themselves even though they are already at the top of their class or even though they're the most well-accomplished, insert air quotes, amongst their group of people that they associate themselves with. But what I found is that for the most part, when you are the one person who is doing the most and the gap is really big amongst everybody else who you surround yourself with. And this is not just friendship or family. This is also in your career field. If you're, if you've been at a job and you've gotten like four promotions and no one else has done that, you might start to feel that you no longer need to push or work anymore because of the fact that you've accomplished these great things that many other people haven't. But that's not necessarily the case because people are moving and the moment you get comfortable, you really slow yourself down and you and it doesn't change the fact that other people's momentum is coming for you. So as I said, number one is if you're the only one in your group accomplishing great things, you need to you need to find new friends to add because when you have more people around you who are at different levels, it gives you more motivation to push yourself and increase and enter into higher potential that you have for yourself. Um, number two is if you're the only one among your group that is loyal, you'll become a cheater too. (laughs) And this is with relationships, but it's also with life. Like, as I said, life is led by example. And if there's no one around you that is showing you how to do better, how exactly will you know if you've achieved your best or how will you have pushes? Like I've noticed and encountered a lot of people in my life who will kind of be the only only loyal one amongst a group of thieves. And when you consider that, you have to ask yourself a few questions like, is it possible to be the only loyal one amongst a group of thieves? Because how is that even possible for you to be okay with surrounding yourself with something that is that you believe is morally incorrect? but yet you continue to stay there. It's either because you kind of have the same personality or tendencies or because you like to feel as if you're superior. So you purposely surround yourself with people who are morally below you because it makes you feel like you're doing better. And I found that this is a major part of the local champion complex is that When people want to stay the local champion, they strategically surround themselves with people who are operating and achieving at a much lower level in order to appease their ego and to kind of pat themselves on the back. Because when you are the local champion, you keep that reign by saying, well, yeah, if you look at all the other people around me, they're not really doing much. And that And what that does is it helps you keep your position in your mind, but also kind of blocks you from even going higher or doing more because 
compared to everybody else who ain't really doing much of anything, I, I've accomplished a lot. So I can chill now and I can kind of relax. But that is not actually how you need to operate to be successful because being the best among amongst thieves doesn't make you good. It just makes you the best amongst thieves, which is not the standard you want to be amongst or the best, the most loyal amongst a bunch of cheaters. Like that's not what you want to be. You want to be in a situation where you're around a lot of loyal people who are doing the same thing as you. And what that may do is put a mirror up to you and let you know that, yes, I was the only loyal one amongst thieves. But now that I'm around other loyal people, I realize that my level of loyalty ain't even anything because it was so low compared to these other people who are all loyal. And what that does is help you step up and put yourself at a higher level and actually make you win because you're doing more than just getting comfortable being the best amongst a small group. And the third um, place where I see it happening a lot is that if you're being hyped up, but you know you can produce at a higher level, you're losing. And I believe I spoke about this in my last episode and it's what happens with the local champion like let's take it all the way back to high school basketball you're that one guy who's who's the captain of the basketball team you're 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 killing the game (laughs) you're you're making all the dunks everything but but then if you were to go to another school where the division is much higher you'd probably barely get off the bench but because of the fact that you're at this place where you're the best and everybody's hyping you and you know that if you were to put in three more hours a week, you'd be dunking. But based on the fact that everybody's already hyping you, you're just chill and you're, you, you don't practice and you don't do anything, you're, you're pretty much losing. And that's why the local champion complex is so dangerous because people will convince you that you're doing amazing. But when you step outside of that, you'll realize that I might be doing amazing to you guys, but based solely on the fact that I know that I could do much better than what I'm currently doing right now, I'm doing myself a disservice and I'm actually losing. And that's why you need to step out of that complex. So with all of that, the question now becomes, why do we get comfy as local champions when there is world champion level behavior in your reach and also why do you stay in grade school when you can be in the phd level class and the answer to this is because accomplishment with further risk well accomplishment with no further risk is very enticing and we all know this if we are required to take more risks that could potentially lead to greatness but at the same time could also potentially lead to failure why would you want to leave the the cushy spot that you're in right now where everybody in your group of five is hailing you and telling you you're the boss and telling you you're great and hyping you up and that's what lots of people don't want to do they don't want to step outside of the the cosm that they're in where they're finding victory already and take a risk that could lead to more victory, but also at the same time lead to failure that would maybe ruffle their feathers. It's just like when you're in one thing that I had that I personally experienced was being in high school and not having to really try hard to get the grades. Like I could sleep in class 
partially and wake up and still answer the question, even though it pissed off the teachers. But getting to university and realizing that I op- if I operate at that level, I'm pulling straight C's was mind boggling. But it was the wake up call that I needed. Whereas there are other people that have had easy success that when it took them more effort to attain, what they did was they stepped back and kind of went to their comfort zone. But I think we all owe it to ourselves to truly win. And truly winning is attaining and accomplishing at the highest, highest level that we are personally made to achieve that. And with doing that, when you're in the top of your class, you need to you need to go to that guidance counselor and get out of that class as soon as possible and constantly put yourself in a place where you're going to be challenged. The way I live my life and the philosophy I go by is that I'm never going to arrive. I'm going to simply be at a layover before I get to my next location where I'm going to be at a layover again. And I think this is what keeps me in a place of continual hard work because I never see my accomplishments as so great that I deserve to end it there. Yes, I deserve to rest and take a break and bask in my glory of what I've done, but I never take it as a justification to completely stop and just, you know, get into retirement mode because I'm popping and I've reached something. So yeah, I really hope this is something that you guys can really apply to your lives because I don't want you guys to be in a place where you get so cocky that you lose sight of the fact that greatness was in your sight and or greatness was in your lane, but because of the fact that you thought you had already reached greatness, whereas it was just something small, you completely squander the effect and the impact that you can actually make because I feel like that's one of the scariest things at least for me personally to to not reach my full potential and to not impact the world in the way I'm truly set out to be not because of hindrances externally but because in my mind I get so big and so gassed that I literally block and break ties that are supposed to lead me to my ultimate destination. So yeah, guys, I hope that really helps you and that it puts things in perspective for you. And if you see any local champions or if you yourself are a local champion, snap out of it. There is so much greatness around and don't miss it because you think you're popping at level one. Like level one is level one, guys. Even if your level one is amazing and great and huge accomplishments compared to level 10 that's child's play so yeah i'm just gonna get right into our our words to live by for this week and wrap up this episode so our words to live by for this week are just because i am available does not mean i owe you or i owe anyone access to me let me read that again just because i am available does not mean i owe anyone access to me What I found is that many of us feel that when we have free time or when we're available, this could be free time, a day off, the weekend, actually being single, that because of this availability, we owe it to people to fill that space. But 
our space and who we let into it is very sacred. And this isn't cocky or arrogant because each and every single one of us have very sacred spaces. And I feel that once you understand the the importance of your space and your energy and who you let into it, it'll help you to to be able to block out people. It'll help you be able to say no when you need to because access to us is is a privilege. I don't know how else to put it. Giving someone access to you is a privilege and understanding the fact that it's a privilege will make it easier for you to weed out who is who is deserving of that access at different times. Like my sister and I were having a conversation and someone had asked me a question and I was going to lie about the answer because I didn't want to deal with them. And then I stopped and thought to myself and I told my sister, I'm like, I don't need to lie just because I'm available. Doesn't mean I need to hang out with you. So yes, what am I doing on Saturday? Nothing at all. But do I want to hang out with you? No. And it's okay to say no, because we need to do what's best for ourselves to ensure that we are putting out the best version of ourselves into the world and operating in the best place. And if that is saying, yes, I have nothing to do and no, that does not mean I'm going to hang out with you today. That's what we need to do. And we don't need to feel apologetic about it. We don't need to lie about it. We don't need to beat around the bush. We shouldn't have to feel guilty for blocking access to our space when we don't want to give someone access to our space. But I feel like the way the society is, it makes us feel guilty for, for saying no, especially when we're not doing anything. But sometimes I literally make plans to do nothing. I think I've told you guys this before. So just to reiterate it one more time, just because I am available does not mean I owe anyone access to me. So that ends the episode for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. My book is available through my brown eyes, 180 poems to change your life and shake the tables. Please buy a copy. It's in the link below. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.